Hey guys, welcome to another episode of NC Anime. NC here. Today I have another special guest with me today, Brayden Ricketts. How are you doing today? Tell me a little about yourself and overall where they can find you and what you do. Awesome. MC, thank you so much for having me today. You absolutely nailed the name first try. Appreciate that. Um, so yeah, Braden Ricketts, you can find me at AmplifyUNetwork.com. I run a podcast agency along with my sister. It's a family operation. We teach podcasters how to go from idea to iTunes. Uh, I really get to focus on the coaching side of things. We talk about aligning your intention, your mission, your vision with the content that you're creating so that the people that are listening to your show can come back to you as a business or as a part of whatever movement it is that you're creating with your show. Okay. And uh, before we introduce this particular episode, you guys can find us on like Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. You can find us at www.mcanimepodcast.com. Also, we are on Patreon for live updates and crowdfunding options, the different tiers for the MC Animated community. Further ado, today's episode will be Idea Consulting and Creative Mindset. So this is an interesting topic because this came in the conversation of alternative name titles. So Braden was like, yeah, I'm like a podcast coach and all this other stuff. Like, so I'm like an idea consultant. And then that's where the inspiration came from for the creative, the idea consulting and creative mindset. So what we're going to do is go in the tank talk about the idea generation process, how you have a creative mindset when you do pitch ideas, proposals, you know, content planning, platform monetization, all of that, and how it all comes together through Brandon's lens of how he does it and how he is unique for his genius. Oof. That was absolutely brilliant. I am just needing to borrow this recording for my own marketing purposes. You've hit a nail on the head just in that introduction because I have a belief, especially in the work that I do, I work with a lot of coaches, people that are teaching other people how to do the thing they want to do. What I find really fascinating is often people create a coaching practice around something that they themselves should be doing for themselves, but they go out there and create a business around doing it for other people. So as you're talking about this name generation, I do coaching and I do copywriting. I help people talk about what they talk about to the people they wanna talk about it with. And so I've struggled with how do I label this work? Podcast coach, because we're in podcasting, makes a lot of sense because it's very generic. I can fit into a lot of boxes that way. But when you said idea consultant, it was like that ping, that's what I do. I support people in generating those ideas that they then sink their teeth into because they feel the passion around that idea and then they move forward with that idea with the same sort of momentum that really helps things create movements. Yeah. And also another thing with idea generation, the process to come up with an idea is different ways, different applications, different mechanics. For example, one way a lot of movies get introduced in the idea process. First, the first step to any production notebook is the proposal. The proposal goes to the director, the production company, 
the president, you know, what, whoever the person's looking over, the manager or whatever, they look it over. If they like the proposal, then it goes to the next process, which is the pre-production. But you have to get the, the proposal approved first. And that's where the idea generation comes in. I haven't heard it, heard it quite articulated that way. But what that brought up for me, if you don't mind me spinning off of mm -hmm. that, is are you familiar with the filmmaker Seth Rogen? Yeah. So he had a lot of success early on. So much success that a studio gave him full operational decision-making powers over one movie that he now says is probably his worst movie. And what he realized through the process was his ideas in his original movies got put through so many filters and were tested by so many people through the industry, through the companies he was working with to make sure that it fit a certain regiment, a certain quality, yep. that they were really good movies. Then when he was given carte blanche to do what he wanted, he's not proud of that movie because he didn't have those people pushing back at him to be better and to do better. Yeah. It often takes a team of independent thinkers, different mindsets. We don't have a president without a cabinet. We don't have a prime minister without the council. For the simple fact, the advisors in those positions bounce off ideas. Sometimes they're opposition, sometimes they agree with you, but it all is a mixture of different people of different backgrounds being able to give a narrative or a specific narrative in a specific point in the idea process. And that's how ideas get changed. Budget reason could be a reason why some idea might not be as flashy, maybe last, you know, town down a bit. But at the end of the day, when they do the idea generation process, where you have the, you know, the intellectual property engineers coming in to, you know, make up a script on the fly it starts with the, the core of the idea and this is what you know in some campaigns like D&D or storytelling you have world building you build onto the story itself on the original idea yeah where we start with a lot of the people I work with is getting them back to their why what is the driving factor to what you're doing this thing that you're doing so for us with people starting podcasts, I try and bring them back to what is your intention and outcome for the audience members? What do you want them to experience through this show? And why are you feeling like you are pushing an agenda forward that is going to move those people in a direction with you? Okay. So we do the idea to process the podcast. Let's do a mock session sure. of that type of process, but ask me as for my podcast. So ask, we do what you do naturally and yeah. go on. I'm honored that you asked me. So MC, tell me about MC Anime Podcast and what got you started and what do you hope to obtain by continuing to produce this show? All right. So what got me started was the MC Anime as a blogging experience. I started, you know, MC being my name, MC, and anime as an interest. And yes, MC Anime is other taglines. So at the time, I, I uh, marketed it as MC Anime Blog on a lot of different platforms. So that's how my SEO was started. And then it kind of went away from blogging, too much work, too many platforms, too much editing, to a live stream. Live stream format was taking old blogs, putting it into a video format, 
not necessarily as kosher I would like mm -hmm. because it's still a lot of process, make a PowerPoint as the PowerPoint as the now as the visual aid instead of the cover art that I used to completely ruin, but it looked like half anyway. But I went to the podcast format because I don't know. I was in Rant Anime Cafe podcast. It was a VTuber, Nuxtaku, who was positioned that. And I'm like, maybe I should start my own podcast. That would be an interesting experience. I did the live stream already, so I had a pre-existing idea of the platform. And I did audio production before, like film editing videos and all that stuff. So it's actually a lot easier. And I can just talk on tangents about topics and actually make sense. So that's what that idea is. And it all started with my passion of anime and mass communications into a broader achievement. What I want to do with the audience, at first I wanted to just do anime, manga, cosplay, uh, convention, you know, comics, stuff like that. It was like really specific. But when I was like relaunching with a new logo, a website, had a co-host to be make me coherent and say everything has to be uniform. So this platform's gonna be similar message. You have two different platforms saying two different things. So it's a mess. So I made it all uniform. That's where I got anime, geek culture, Japanese aesthetics, and Asian studies. Fascinating. Now I heard a lot of the technical how you podcast, how you started and how you got to podcasting. What I haven't quite heard from you yet is what is your intention? One piece that did my intention is I want to cover fandom culture. Okay, but why? Because fans really enjoy what they like. Okay, yeah. they're passionate about it. They talk about it. I want to create an audience where they can come in, listen to a particular topic, like it, because it has great testimony, great correspondence. Maybe a good special guest that's really knowledgeable in the field that can provide really good insight to that particular topic that I want to explore in a rabbit hole. Okay, so that's a much different answer because I just heard that you want to build community yes. around something you're passionate about. See how different that is from how you started the podcast? So this community that you want to build, you're wanting to bring people together to share in the love of these different facets that you're yes. passionate about. Now, within that community, how do you want to support those individuals? Well, a lot of times it's given a variety of topics. A variety of topics tend to gauge different audiences in different niche fields. So well, this particular topic can reach an audience that didn't reach before, but still retain the original audience I already have. Okay. Now, what I'm hearing is education sounds like the core piece for your work. So you're educating people on these different styles? They I'm not centered around education per se. So I'm not like, oh, you're an education channel YouTube. That's not exactly, you know, teaching how to do it. It's having a correspondence discussion about the topics. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes in the discussion can educate people in different ways within the topic. So what do you think the outcome of those conversations is? The outcome of the conversations is at its core, either one or two people talking, 
and just going back and forth, having friendly banter about the subject at hand, have multiple talking points, and have a thorough and, and genuine conversation about the topic at hand. So if I understand correctly, you're creating a space where people who want more from their anime experience yes. can come explore topics with you. They can hear you speaking to experts around those topics. They can dive deeper into this passion of theirs, passion of yours. And out of that, they would find a sense of community. Yeah. Okay. So with that in mind, what we would look at is strategizing some of these conversations that you would have with people like me is how do you bring that through line of the passion of anime back to the show topic so that this conversation doesn't takes have people. to be also anime. Sure. This is anime geek culture, Japanese aesthetics, and Asian studies. Certainly. Geek culture is a big, versatile topic umbrella, and it's within the entertainment field, and, you know, sometimes mind, you know, science as well incorporated. Right. So when I would throw back to you then is, is there a question that you have in your back pocket that you're going to bring out with me so that this conversation rolls back into your audience's expectations or your audience's maybe desire to feel like a part of this culture? Is there something there that's going to wrap this up for them so that this is like, oh, I go to the show because I get this when I listen to MC anime? A particular thing is follow-up questions. Okay. So we go on the topic, we discuss it, but then I ask questions that the guests don't expect because mm. a lot of the times... I don't prepare questions ahead of time for the guests. Yep. So it's a very honest reaction. So that honest reaction is also re-energizing the fans an authentic first-time impression. You just nailed the secret sauce because so many people script, so many people pre-plan. What I find the most powerful piece of recording content is to follow your own curiosity. Your curiosity is authentic. And when you are excited to ask these questions that take people in new directions, your audience members get to hear information they've never heard before. So I would say your through line is what new doors can you open oh, yeah. for your audience members around a topic that they're already passionate about? Yeah, absolutely. Now we have explored some of the overall process of amify you in the creative mindset mm -hmm. how does that ex let's say how does that applicable be applicable to say a business startup that's not a podcast that doesn't run a podcast but how they're going to come to you as an idea generation tool and mm -hmm. your arsenal what can you give them that's not podcast related, but still help them. Absolutely. I thank you for asking that question because I do copywriting on the side. Mm -hmm. I do some course content consulting on the side mm -hmm. as well. Essentially, I follow very similar processes to this conversation we've just had. The intention and the idea of those conversations is clarifying your mission, clarifying how you're going to reach that mission, and what is the phrasing, what is the wording, what is your mantra to bring your audience members on board with your mission? Because all of us have something inside that is driving us forward. And if we can get our audience members on board 
Instead of a show, we now have a movement. And that movement is taking us to a new space. We're all trying to evolve. And so if you can evolve with your audience because they're on board with your mission and your vision, then you're creating movements. Okay. When you create the movements, mm -hmm. what is an analogy that you think of to better under to make them better understand what you're talking about? You do ask good questions. You're very accurate with that. Can you ask it again so I can? Sure. So what is a way, a strategy that you have built? They don't know exactly what they want, but like what is like a core set of things that you want to identify in your questioning to find the mission? Ooh. You know, a lot of people come to me with their mission and then it's more of a, like a refinement and a clarity piece. Mm -hmm. But my background was in employment counseling and particularly youth employment counseling. Do you know how much fun it is to talk to 15 to 30 year olds about what they could possibly do with their lives? They're so open to suggestion and curiosity. It is a lot of fun to explore with people around their interests, around where their curiosity goes when it's of their own time and volition. So if they're taking their own space and they find themselves researching crypto, okay, maybe that's where you are really interested in growing and thriving. If you spend your time, I have a 14 year old son, he spends his spare time listening to podcasts about the Punic War. That's his passion. He loves war shows. Now, he didn't believe he could have a career in as a war historian. He thought that was just something people do for podcast shows, which yeah. one, can be a career. Two, he didn't realize there's history teachers in university, in, in high school. And then I have a friend from my baseball team who is a history teacher in university, had a good conversation with him about how history is all about decision-making through historical data. So yep. we got to really explode and explore the different possibilities and options that are open to him. Now, I know I took that answer in a few different directions, but I hope I came back to your point of how do I open the conversation with people okay. to clarify their vision? So you go down the rabbit hole, yeah. see what their interests are, see maybe a curiosity that they just look up on the side. One such example, your search history. That also is a tool in itself what you're interested in, what you're looking up. Mine is, you know, different podcasts, podcast networking, different law insights, different whatever random things I think about. Because I think about a lot of different things. I'm very inquisitive. I've been like this since a very young age. I know a little bit about different subjects. Even if I don't know a lot about it, I have a random fact that just somehow applies itself in that situation and just starts a conversation to a new topic than perceivably known than before. 100%. You really just gave the description of how this show started by talking about following your curiosity and your passion. Like those, This show seems like a blend of all of those things you just mentioned. Yeah. An example of that, I was at PodFest in Florida back in May, met a really cool podcaster. I wish I had the name of the show off the top of my head to share with your audience. I'll mm -hmm. give it to you for the show notes. This individual was, I would say world-class when it comes to Star Trek fandom. And he was living the corporate life 
working in management, working in leadership, but he really wanted to do something around Star Trek. Leadership training? Yep. He took leadership training and oh, he did... Oh, I think I might... I, okay. You know the show? I might know the show. Uh, I think it was the Starfleet Academy? Probably. Because he he was a... What's it? Uh, consultant, marketing consultant for leadership. And he was implying Star Trek theme yeah. about it. And he was actually... I reached out on him on Podmatch. Yeah. Actually, surprising. There you go. So, yeah, he started a show using episodes of Star Trek mm -hmm. to deliver his leadership training skills. Yep. Now, that does sound familiar. There are people that listen to his show that have never seen an episode of Star Trek, but they're tired of these bros from wall street giving advice on how to lead your team to meet targets and goals and they wanted something different yeah and this just provides a new avenue for the same information just in a different lens a different context yeah it's also finding a niche exactly you need to have okay if i want to do it how are you going to put your spin on what is your not, not your trademark but your unique style to the presentation at hand about the topic, about the performance, about the show, about how it is applying to the topic discussion and how getting you on tangents and talking with a guest displaying such passion. Was there a question in there? I was just, that's just, you can bounce off of it like <laughs> as we usually do. Yeah, the, uh, the piece that came up for me while you were saying that, um, totally slipped out of my head when I asked the follow-up question. Apologies for that. Well, I also tend to do that because I get down these rabbit holes, have the expectations, people are like, ah, they want to speak, and then I'm not done speaking. Right. But it also happens to me, too. Uh, but I just go to another question because the way I find it, okay, let them speak. I have plenty of time to talk. The guest is the one that truly needs the time to talk. This is their episode. Right. That's not my, I'm just the correspondent bringing it to the audience at hand. For sure, for sure. And what I would say as a podcast coach is to ensure that you have your solo episodes in there as well. Because when you're always putting somebody else on the pedestal, oh, I know. you forget to show your, yourself as that expert. As well, well, I think my solo episodes with my co-host. I feel as natural with the co-hosts. I do have solo episodes. Like I'm going to be recording some more uh, backlog episodes that have already covered, made, but need to push in the right direction for me to actually record it. But, you know, with that being said, it really just comes down to the time management, you having the unique skill or, you know, Maybe the research that you did ahead of time to help promote the topic. Yeah. And the point I was, you were getting at before, if I can go back to it, is sure. that uniqueness of your curiosity. It's like blending in multiple worlds. I call it your signature signal. It's mm -hmm. that unique blend of two seemingly opposable things, leadership and Star Trek, right? Like bringing them together to create something new and bigger. Amplify You, our mantra is your uniqueness is your genius. Broadcasting it is ours. Yeah. Because we believe that you put yourself out there in a unique and authentic way, you're going to attract the people that are looking for that mission that you're, you're pursuing, and they're going to join you.
Yeah. Because people seek what they want. If people are interested in you, they're going to find you. You also have to present topics in a way. That's why questions do so well with titles because it brings their attention in. It's like, ooh, I'm curious to see that, that call to action being applied, seeing how it, it gets answered. And sometimes it can get answered in multiple ways while listening to, to that unique answer they're looking for. That's right. Yeah. It absolutely can happen that way. But as well, you also have different avenues to explore with you, your creative mindset. There's ways to be creative and not necessarily be super, not really a creative person. We have mind mapping. You can branch out from one idea and then connect another idea, have subtopics, and now you have an entire talking point about one topic. Mm. If you did phone, you can connect cell tower, signal, bars, uh, apps, data. You have all these different code words that phones in, enable that you can actually make. Okay, let's do a research paper about phone technology and how it evolved slowly through time. You have a timeline of different phone products and different companies launching different types of phones. You know, the famous rotary phone, the car phone, all the different history going on together and being what the phone evolution was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing from you as well is that you're talking about not just being creating from anything, but figuring out the niche that you're yes. speaking to. Because anybody can talk about anything per se, yeah. but nobody out there seeking advice is looking for a generalist. If you yep. talk about a little bit about everything, you're not going deep enough on the topic that is going to draw it's going to draw the audience to you for a solution. If you want to bring an audience to you, get really specific about what you talk about. It's going to bring the people that are seeking that specific topic to your show. That's another point. This is, this is an example of news. News. They have so much to cover. They only have one hour. But they want to cover as many topics as possible. And they only have a certain amount of minutes for that topic. Talk shows are the same. They have correspondence of two different people, two different backgrounds, who have two different viewpoints, like opposites from each other. It's hard to have a, like, just, they can clash on that same issue for over and over for 30 minutes. But you don't have the time restraint to, to let them do it. That's why a news audience wants quick information. Well, a podcast is not necessarily quick information unless you make it to be 10 to 15 minutes. But a 10 to 15 minute podcast is more like a news. I would also say that podcast is a more of an intimate learning, listening yes. environment. I would say 90% of people are either listening in their cars when they're alone or listening in headphones in their ear. The other thing is, is, is it's not a distraction media. Mm -hmm. You can continue your daily tasks, such as driving or laundry or dishes or grocery shopping while you're listening to a podcast, which means it doesn't take you away from what you need to do, but you can still learn and grow in that process. If it's a YouTube video, you're usually looking at your screen, you're distracted, you mm -hmm. can't do anything else. You have to commit that time to that show. Whereas a podcast can go with you while you do the other things. Yeah. 
and the podcast can go on the mobile. You can go, you know, listen to radio format. There's different, there's also alternative ways to listen to it. Bluetooth as well enables it so much more. But the reason why podcasts particularly does well is the audio, the visual, it's just a graphic. The graphic you look one time, you see the title and you see the description, maybe the, you know, other stuff like footnotes, timestamp, whatever. But at the end of the day, sometimes most podcast directories, you can play it, cut your phone off, and it's still playing. So it has that off-screen playability that most videos don't have. What's interesting is YouTube is actually the number three largest platform that podcast episodes are consumed upon. Yes. And I believe that's with the introduction of premium YouTube, which allows you to listen without watching the screen. You can turn your screen yes. off and you can still listen to the episodes, which is why I think it jumped into the podcast space as well. Yeah. And, you know, with that being, I think Spotify, Apple being blunt one, but Apple's also the founding of the podcast. Gatekeepers, really. Well, Apple made it mainstream. Yeah. Gatekeepers was the first introduction of like some 80s mentioned, some Western, some Russian radio show and stuff. But at the end of the day, the creative process and idea generation is key because any minstrel topic can be an entire episode. You're not necessarily limited to one idea. You can take it in multiple ways. You just connect it. And that's a good thing. Connect the, the webs that you make along the way into a chain web. Yeah. And the food web is completed. I want to say two things about that. One, I coach people to not deliver more than one concept or idea in a podcast because you want your audience to walk away knowing what they just heard mm -hmm. and so that they can take action. The other piece to that is that podcasting ultimately has no rules. It's unregulated radio. You can create your show in any format function you want. The rules are it has to have cover art that has to be certain dimensions and it needs an RSS feed. Outside of that, you can do whatever you want on your show and produce it and put it out there to the world. And the only, the only limitations that you are limited to is certain laws and certain you know, applications. Not freedom of speech is still applicable, but also copyright. You have to watch out for copyright. You don't read a script that someone else already did. Now you can do a parody, but that's a under the fair use clause and that's totally different. Exactly. And you can't play any songs for more than what? Three seconds? Five seconds? Uh, usually it's 15. We advocate not at all. Yeah. That's why either you do non-copyright sounds, give them credit in the credits, which is a way to do it. But even that still has some limitations because of the licensing and what they say. Because sometimes they can specifically do not use in such and such paid platform, like mm -hmm. app commercials. So then the only other option is get a bunch of sounds together, take different sounds, put it all together, make original sounds. Mashups, mashups. Oh, who doesn't love a mashup? Ah, oh, boy. You know, remember the old garage band days? You take all the original intro and outro and put it all together. Yes. You had like, I don't know, 300 different sounds. <laughs> you have a playing with it and trying to do the, me the music synchronizing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it got easier, but garage band was, you know, one of the, you know, standing and also audacity. And but look where stuff. it brought you. Yeah, no, right. That was step one to getting here today. And I think with the, you know, that's like any consulting 
the creative mindset also goes into play even when you're not thinking about it. Like, there's always random times I get an idea. I think, damn it, great podcast. I think I had a conversation in Michigan uh, for Destination Wedding. We are talking about essential oils, and that got me on an entire rabbit hole about Asian studies, alternative treatments, and traditional medicine, and I applied it to my subject matter, and I put essential oils as one of the uh, alternative treatments that, you know, people use. Also, traditional medicine, which is, I think, Chinese traditional medicine. MZ, you just touched on one of my absolute favorite pieces, is that creator mindset. You are, now because you have a show in your back pocket, you're always, you've basically told your brain, look for content. So now when you enter the world, conversations, a taxi ride, a movie you watch, a meal you have, anything can be inspiration for mm -hmm. content because you've got a frame in your mind that says, what does this relate to my passion? How does yeah. this relate to my audience? What is this piece that I can draw from? If something happens to you, is there an analogy in that story that you can extract a lesson and mm -hmm. share with people so they can learn and grow? You did put that creative mindset piece as a frame of reference over all of your experiences. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? Oh yeah. And you know, I was, let's just say the airplane ride. Going to, there's two movies I watched during that time frame. Two different flights, two different movies. And so in the story, you have the movie Dog, the person, the, I think the ex, the release movie, Ranger, had the dog, put the dog on the vest, and then he was blind. Pretend to be blind. And then the other movie I watched is literally about, uh, I think, the sin of women. Uh, literally about a blind person in the military, a colonel. So the blindness, the overlapping of blindness and military was very apparent, but it was in one situation in one movie where the other movie was an entire main theme. So this is where your uniqueness, everybody can look at those two things combined and come up with a different story about them. Yeah. And it's your unique perspective. And when you share that with your audience, it's because they appreciate the way you perceive things and how you articulate and share it with them. Yeah, because how you articulate your idea speaks volumes. Your articulation in the mindset, if you ex execute it in a way that makes sense, that's logical, that someone can take, even if it's not, if it's just rambling. If it has a basic premise, it can achieve a specific message to maybe, maybe you were just talking about random stuff, but that made someone feel something. That is the power of creative mindset and how you can utilize it in different meanings and different perspectives and different narratives. You know how they get a feeling listening to it? So you have a feeling about the topic oh, yeah. when you're delivering. When you have a feeling, people have a brain going on. They think differently. How they're going to respond. What's their impression? A classic example of this that happens, you say something. Someone misinterprets it and think you actually said something else. We call that the telephone effect. They misheard what you said, or they miss a total, they only focus on one specific aspect and not the rest. And then they take that specific mindset by telling someone else, that might be a bad review in your company because you had a misinterpretation. Now, granted, some companies can have that misinterpretation, 
one review ain't going to kill it. But if it's a consistent misinterpretation and people are getting in the Reddit or the, the, the chat saying, yeah, 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 I pointed it out, I noticed that too, then that can be a bigger issue. Because now that is being the main focus instead of what the original episode was about. So that's a really interesting point when it comes to a business and their reputation. Yes. But imagine that same frame you just put out there in relationship. Mm -hmm. So if, if I had a perception that I'm not good enough and somebody says to me, hey, dinner was good, I'm thinking, oh, but it wasn't great. I'm going to be worried that you think I didn't do good enough because that's the frame in which I'm putting all of your messaging to me yeah. through the frame of not good enough. And then I feel depressed. Yeah. And then I feel sad, and then I look for more proof. And half the time, if people don't tell you, you ain't gonna know how the perception is. If that person doesn't tell you, ex like, a specific thing you're looking for is how is the food, and you're reacting totally different, but they actually did and thoroughly really enjoy it, but they didn't go on more in depth about it, you, that's what we call the doubt. The filter that you think of that is actually not actually happening, or it could be the opposite. It could be not necessarily the doubt, but it could be what you're thinking, and then other people having doubt of what you said. Yeah, when you have doubt and you speak, you speak with doubt. People are gonna doubt you. It's very hard, you have to clear your mind from those perceptions before sharing your perspective. Sometimes you have to explain in multiple ways. Yeah. Let's say you say the same thing in episode one. You say the same thing in episode five. But it takes episode 59 to convey that message. Sometimes episode 59 is where you have to be in mindset to explain that topic. That's profound. A way that I've simplified saying that is podcasting is evolving out loud. You have to be comfortable to learn and grow out loud while your audience is hearing you. Because, well, the other piece that actually adds to that in podcasting is the general rule. Once you're tired of saying something, don't say it again. No, that's when people. We phrase it. That's when people are actually hearing you. Yeah. So by the time you're you're bored with saying the same thing over again, that's when people are finally hearing you and understanding. I also see reputation as a way to have audience to convey a certain message. It has a strength in itself in creative mindset specifically because it emphasizes the same point. And when you do that in a constructed way, like a presentation, that sales pitch is pivotal to what you're doing, you want to convey similar messages. You know, you know, you know that classic example from school, your pair, your intro, you, you say your intro and then you re, you close up in your conclusion, the same thing you said in your intro. I like to refer to that as the uh, Toastmasters recommendations, yes. which is tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them what you told them you were going to tell them, and, and then, then tell, tell them, them again, them. and then we, <laughs> then you rephrase it and then tell them again in a different way. And then finish it up by telling them what you just told them, exactly. what they should have learned from you. And you can have a really good, that's actually content in itself. Someone can just, you know, uh, sometimes when they have content, repeated reels, the clip keeps repeating. That has an effect, but it doesn't have the effect of that's the same message. It's more comedic effect. Right. There's other ways of doing it. Like, I think there's clarity and consistency. Yeah. And you told me before we recorded that you were going to give your where to find my show spiel. 
Yeah. Which you clearly do every time. Yeah. And now your audience members know that's coming. They recognize it. They are clear on where to find you and where to go and what to do. If you did that differently in every episode, there might be some confusion as to exactly what platform they need to go to find you on. Yeah. You know, that spiel of Podcast Directories, website, Patreon, that is where I am, where you can find me. Because you need to somehow get their attention in the first couple minutes. You don't necessarily want them at the beginning. You want them, like, you know, bef you know, before the main topic. Here's you have the introduction, here's your guest, all of that. Then you get to the topic. All that information aside, topic's what they're filming in. That's like, if they want to skip, they can skip to the topic. If you make a timestamp, you can make a time skip and name it. The intro, you know, outro, topic, you know, who the guest, all of that. And then people can, you know, maybe use a timestamp to their advantage to get to the part they want to hear. And at Alternative, I would challenge people to find the gold and the nugget that you didn't even know was there. Uh -huh. Right? Because as we talked about, they're listening to your episode with a perception that they've come with. Yeah, right? they have a before perceived mind, a before perceived mindset. You don't know what they're going to feel. You don't know how they're going to take and react to your message. They can react in a way that's beneficial for you, give a new meaning. Content creators do this all the time. They take something, let's say they do a, a live reaction, okay? When, they, when they're doing a live reaction, they're adding more meaning than the original, but they're also following fair use when they do that as well. Now, there's still some great areas of live action as an entire episode instead of like, you know, snippets, but that's a gray area of fair use and the limits of fair use. There's so many different ways to approach it, isn't there? You gotta find the one that works for you. And then you gotta find who your audience member is and what works for them. Because you're not just sharing your passion, you're also serving that community that you're building. Yeah. And you know, most music videos, when you show the live reaction, you can't show the audio because the music is the little copyright of all. The video, not so much. That's why a lot of times when they, you know, they have a live reaction to a music video, the people reacting to it hear the music, but the audience don't hear it. But you can also go find that music and they'll listen to it because you do it in the credits. Or you know, they say the title of the song. They directly tell you where to find it. You know. So it's like, I'm going to imagine that you can find it so you can go listen to it. So I don't have to t show you an example of it. And that's why I don't like showing recordings in podcasts. I like talking about it. And then they can go find it for themselves if they're interested. Absolutely. If you can point people in the direction to pursue their own curiosity, give them that nugget of curiosity. What can you discover here? Now go have a look. See what you find. Yeah. Because your rabbit hole is different than my rabbit hole. 100%. Because when you go down the rabbit hole, guess what? Not every time you're going to see Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> but at the same time, you have a different perception that you can give. There's a message that can have different meanings. There's also a uniform message. There's also a hidden message. Those play a part into what the audience feels, perceives, and reacts. But at the end of the day, 
when it comes to idea, well, just creative mindset, what is creative about it that you want to exemplify? In the examination process, you bring it to the forefront, not the background, but the forefront, and actually bring out the layers which will add to the back. That just gives you found strong foundation and it gives you also choice because once you're clear on that, you can then take that content in multiple directions, but it is still attached to your core purpose and your core intention with sharing that information. Yeah. And uh, what is a, a, a concept of idea consulting or podcast coaching you want to give that is like the core of it all? What is the core of the message that mm -hmm. I share with people I support? Core of the message is no matter who you are or where you are, you have a voice and you have an experience that if you share that experience, it's going to serve or support somebody who needs to learn what you've learned. The uniqueness that you bring to that is your genius and allowing yourself to share yourself authentically is going to change the world because you're allowing and showcasing role modeling for others to be their true selves and to put themselves out there because that way we can all respect, appreciate, love each other and move forward because we're learning and growing together. As we wrap this up in the one creative nutshell of the you know, idea consultant creative mindset, what are some closing arguments you want to bring to the audience to re-exemplify messages already brought up before? Core piece is we're all here to be happy. Happiness is the joy you feel in the pursuit of your potential. So decide what you want to pursue and enjoy the process. And also by doing the process is considering the media at hand. Whatever that media is, that applies to podcasting, I get a consulting on the creative mindset. Creative mindset is divided into the creative as well as the person who is the audience. Also, people who are not the audience will perceive information from the audience, like critics and movie reviews. That's also another thing that we have to can take into consideration because those people might not even watch it and just react to what people are saying and then have a biased opinion about that. But that is not necessarily what we're doing. Idea consulting is where you can provide other people the chance, more clarification on the topic at hand, but also open up a new pathway for them to explore with the, their content and give back to what they want to do. And then they can come for more. That's the idea. You spoon feed it. They will come back because they had a good experience before. You do that with the audience. The audience would probably do that with the creative. They get spoon fed. They come back. They keep getting spoon fed. Or the audience can spoon feed the creative because the audience is driving the creator to create specific content. That's how you can generate a field of motion to start a following. Very well said. And with that, uh, where can they find you again? And uh, overall, that aspect yourself. Yeah, so Amplify You can be found at Amplify You Network. It's A-M-P-L-I-F-Y-O-U network.com. We help people launch their podcasts, idea to iTunes, share your unique voice with the world. And it's not just an RSS feed, there's a lot more to it. And uh, before we leave, before we conclude this episode of Idea Consultant and Creative Mindset, you can find us on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can also find us at www.mc.com. 
A-N-I-M-E podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. And also on our Patreon community, you can give us crowdfunding, be a sponsor, special guest, give cover art to ideas, be in a poll, and everything else in the different MC animated community. There, where you can support us, where you can actually contribute to us in your passion for the MC anime project. All right, guys, this is MC Anime signing off with Brendan, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it, MC. Bye, guys. Enjoy.